Hi, welcome back to the show. Welcome to the third episode of this podcast, Investing Should Be Easy. I'm Alex Churchwagon, your host, and this show is all about identifying a long-term investment strategy in pursuit of growth with teaching dividend reinvestment to be better off financially, making life easier with an affordable way to invest. I put this podcast and my book together to help others just like you. Before we uh, jump into the show today, I want to just say um, I'm recording this on a Monday, going to release on Tuesday. I've got a bit of a travel this week, so um, happy Memorial Day out to our uh, all of our vets out there and um, all of our families. And um, again, before I jump in the show, something I wanted to talk about real quick is is uh, health. And I, I think um, everybody should be really thankful for your health in general because it can be gone in an instant. And why am I talking about this, bringing it up? I was uh, at some friend's house over the weekend, and we were, we were on the lake, and we were boating, and we were coming into the dock, and I was trying to help and reached out to try to grab the dock, and I thought my shoulder actually separated, and I do not want that to happen, and it just kind of, it, it, it just reminds you of all the things that I love to do. I love to play golf, let uh, me play basketball, work out, run, you know, just normal, um, you know, everyday activities. And I started thinking about every single one of those things could be gone in a second um, just because of a small situation. So the point of the passage is just be be thankful for your health, your family, and trying to take life too serious all the time, have a lot of fun. And I'd encourage everybody to be thankful for their health situation too because um, I'm going to be fine. Um, it looks like just a, a small uh, tear and uh, some ice and R&R will get me back uh, in no time. So I wanted to start off with that. And then um, also something I thought was very interesting as I was uh, reading this week, I subscribed to Fortune magazine to constantly keep up to date on trends, other you know other writing because you want to have more than one opinion, not just your own. You want to have outside influ- influence because if somebody disagrees with you, that could be a great thing because you'll learn and you'll defend your point even further about was this really a good stock, for instance. So the thing that I read uh, was interesting in Fortune this week was talking about um, Acorns, and um, Acorns is a investment app that will uh, round up your your money spent and invest that extra money spent into a um, investment portfolio automatically. Pretty cool. And the piece of the puzzle that was interesting in that article was saying that 28% of um, the American population between ages of 30 and 44 have no retirement savings at all. That's that's a big number. That's almost a third of the population has no retirement savings in the very prime growth years in that 30 to 44 range there. And then also it quoted that the average uh, the average median household retirement account balance was just around $3,000. Those numbers are alarming. And... I want you to take those as your action items saying, hey, if you're in that boat or if you're in that situation, use this podcast to turn around that trend and open it up in a a retirement account so that way you're not in the same boat later on in life because money isn't everything, but when you make enough and you don't have to worry about it as much, it makes life easier. It makes things, takes your stress down, tell you that much at least, but just kind of think about those numbers, think about those percentages, and I don't want you to be in that boat. So let's get started on today's episode, and today we're going to talk about our first company review, and this is what we'll be doing every week is reviewing a company that is either on the ComputerShare platform or the Wells Fargo shareholder services. 
that I talked about in episode one and two, laying out the foundation of what those companies do, their record keeping. And um, if you need a refresher, you know, by all means, go back and hit those episodes up just to kind of so you can catch up. And the one that I was looking through computer share is I thought that was interesting as I was just kind of scanning and trying to learn new ideas. You know, it's really important is uh, I came across a uh, stock called uh, the stock symbol is DOC, like doc. And the uh, company is called Physicians Realty Trust. I started thinking about that. Like that's an interesting idea. And how I'm going to break down the stock is I want to talk about different levels and then um, finish the show with the recommendation. So the high level is we're going to look at a free resource, um, Google Finance. The next level, which is going to give us a lot more uh, data and technical analysis, um, fundamental analysis, is uh, finviz, F-I-N-V-I-Z.com. The third level is actually going to review the company, how they make money. Go to their website. What do they project as far as growth in the future? What are they investing in? And then we'll, we'll finalize the recommendation, and then we'll talk about it next week. So that's kind of how the podcast is laid out today as we're going to go through those items. So let's jump in and go into Google Finance. So I've got my search engine up, and I've already pulled up um, google.com backslash finance. And I type in the stock symbol uh, DOC, which is Physicians Realty Trust. And I see the stock is trading um, just around uh, a little over $20 right now. And the things I'm kind of looking at, I'm thinking about here, is I look at what's their dividend yield. So they're paying an almost 4.5% dividend yield. That's a little high. Is um, Is that dividend going to be safe? Is it secured by how much money they're making on an annual year? Um, I was looking at their PDE, which is really high, which means they're expecting uh, more growth. PDE is at a 94.18, but more importantly is understand what the company does, how they make money, and is that business model sustainable that you can rationalize that in your head for at least the next five to ten years. So let's kind of dig one step further. kind of tell you up front so what the company does and i'll go further into in the um, third step is they lease out they are the building uh, they own the land for hospitals and physicians offices we know that our healthcare system is getting better we know their technology and healthcare are partnering up and people are living a lot longer so in my head and you think about how a hospital works how um, different clinics, uh, emergency care, they're not moving very often. They're going to pay rent. They're going to stay there because th- they've got to they've got to support patients and they can't just up and root all the time. So think about a sustainable business model. This one passes the smell test right at the beginning that I would say let's pursue this a little bit further and see where we're going. Um, within the finance chart here in google.com, I also see the company IPO'd, um, had their came out of the market for the first time in 2013 and within four years um, the stock was you know ipo'd around just around 1150 and we're 90 or just four years later and the stock has almost doubled so that to me is like that shows hey we've got an aggressive uh, team that is actually doing really good about investing and the reason why they position themselves as a realty investment trust is all that money that they make on the um the rent because they set them off, set themselves up as a realty trust, they have to uh, pay out uh, at least 90% of their revenue to shareholders. That's why that dividend rate is so high at like four and a half percent. So it's not 
bad. It's not, it's just understanding how the company operates logistics, how it's set up financially and what kind of corporation you're dealing with. So they have to pay out that money. Um, they're going to collect a lot of rent and they're going to uh, re reward shareholders with that. So that's the first item. Oh, so we cleared uh, Google.com finance, um, looked at, we've got a four and a half percent dividend yield. I, I want to know about their revenues now. Is that dividend safe? Um, I'm going to guess that it is based on everything that I've seen, but we're going to keep digging deeper in what this means. So then I'm going to go to Finviz, F-I-N-V-I-Z.com and type in the top left corner, doc, D-O-C, and that's the stock symbol. And then see what we have here. We've got a lot of financial highlights and information here. The the company right now they've got sales of uh, 273 million and uh, income um, on with that's um, 29.9 million. So that right off the bat, and I kind of look at their 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 debt ratio. Um, if I start looking into the debt. To me, that dividend is safe. We've got no issues. Their debt to equity ratio was 0.5. Um, a good rule of thumb is um, debt to equity is how much debt are you carrying with the company in accordance with your equity? So it's at 0.5, meaning that their debt is lower than their equity. If it was over 1.0, then that might draw a red flag, especially with a company that's trying to leverage rent from hospitals and clinics into paying out their shareholders. Something that I look at here also, just what's going on with their forward PDE, um, that basically tells you is you compare it versus the current PDE is a PDE is um, priced earnings. And depending on how those ratios go, is the company expecting future growth or slower down growth? And I see their forward PDE is 59.7 versus uh, 94.2 um, in the current. So they're going to expect some slower growth in the future. And I do see the price of sales, 11.49, which is important. Their book, 1.39. Those are means that the company could be a little overvalued and their specific ratios that you look at. So these are the kind of things that I'm thinking about as I'm like, okay, let's analyze this whole stock. Let's, let's look at it all together. Um, I see slower growth in the future, but I see sustainable growth that's going to grow over time because we want to start off with um, could be a safe name that does have a, a catalyst on how they're going to grow in the future. And we'll dig deeper in the third level, which is the company website and how they plan to keep up future growth. I see their earnings are positive. There's no negatives there. Um, their current year, um, about 56% earnings per share. That's a really good um, percentage right there. And then I see going forward, it's going to slow down. So now might be a good time saying some of the volatility is out of the company and now we should experience um, some uh, some future growth that's like sustainable in the future and just in the below there is also um, some uh, analysts as well these are professional analysts that cover these um, companies by um, big financial institutions and I see the the most recent four is you've got outperform outperform um, a hold and then also um, a strong buy from Raymond James back in 2016 of November so kind of looking at all that stuff, um, their gross margins, I see they're really high as far as 71.8%. And the profit margin, after you subtract all of their expenses, is around 10 also with that um, dividend payout ratio as well. So all the kind of things that I'm kind of thinking about as I'm looking through the stock. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to pause here, not every company will look at the same exact 
fundamental analysis because the business models are different, so they mean different things. I'll give you an example. So if I was researching uh, Coca-Cola, for instance, they are constantly turning over revenue. I'd want to see, I'd want to know what their inventory turnover ratio is, which would be very, very important to me because that means how fast are they selling their Coke products off the shelves once it's been um, canned, bottled, and into a consumer's hands. So that would be an interesting number for me, but we're not going to look at that here because this is a, a realty trust. All right, so far so good. The, uh, the last area we're going to hit on is going to the actual company website and what are they looking at in the future. So the first thing I notice is I go to um, I go to the investor relations section and then I go into their what they wrote out presentation. And I kind of flip through, I get past the officers and I go to page four. Page four talks about the diversity and strategy of the company. So um, right off the bat, it says the company is a managed healthcare REIT, a real estate investment trust with a focus on acquiring and managing medical office buildings and other healthcare facilities. So just like we talked about before, how did I know what their business model is? They're renting out to medical office buildings, hospitals, and getting them to pay them rent. Look at top before the company IPO'd in 2013. That's the initial public offering. And they've got, let's see, 253 properties across 30 states. It's a lot of diversity. Their lease rate is almost set 97%. And in 2016, they completed uh, over $1.3 billion in investments, which you're constantly trying to grow. And then let's see, as, as uh, recent as March, they announced a uh, share fall of equity offering um, and net proceeds because they want to keep growing. So they're offering up more equity out to the public. Those are, those are kind of significant things to think about. Um, kind of skim down, skim down some of this. Let's go to page six. Page six talks about their, their acquisitions and some of the uh, medical sites that they have recently acquired as recently and um, looks like Oh, in May, uh, May this year. So this month, they actually um, acquired a CHI portfolio that um, has 51 properties in 10 states, and um, looks like they had uh, 719 million as far as um, you know what the closing rate was there, closing rate, and it just kind of shows their availability, how many rooms that they're renting out there within these facilities, of how much how much space and how much how much how many patients that these folks are supporting so that's a that's an interesting slide it kind of talks about different states of uh, different other acquisitions they're looking for opportunities so that is um that's it's impressive to see let's keep skimming down is there anything else that kind of jumps out to me um on the presentation as i said on the website and page 11 looks like another thing that talks about average lease per doctor's office um or in a hospital because this, this all generates, we talked about their cash flow. We wanted to make sure that dividend was safe. And the cash flow is very important. So it kind of talks about that. That's something else that um, is really interesting to me as far as um, you know generating more cash flow. And let's, let's see, keep kind of scrolling. Is there anything else? Page 14 talks about their, their summary liquidity position, unsecured credit, um, things that they are they have right now. And page 15 talks about it's outperformed the uh, the index. The index is by 
So you think about, so what do, that, what do I mean by that? They're, they they debuted in 2013, and now it's 2017, four years later. And there are standardized health indexes of companies that just like this, and how have those companies performed um, versus uh, Doc over the past uh, four years. And they've got indexes of a whole bunch of other companies. And the standard return was around, depending on which index, was around 18 to 53%. Um, versus S&P, and this is up over 110% in the four years. So they've got the track record going on there. And also, um, lastly, we talked about what's the growth model? Does it pass the sniff test of the next five to 10 years? Could you see this be a sustainable growth model? Or is it a fad, um, a flash in the pan that could be just gone in an instant? There is, um, they talk about on page 17, the uh, growing need for uh, healthcare and what the forecasted um, expenses are. Um, up over the next almost 10 years, and then also what the population is up supposed to be up to 2060. So really, really getting a lot more details about what's going on with this business model, and is this a company that we like and add a portfolio. So I think that's going to cover everything. We went through the first tier of Google Finance, talked about the company. The next level is Finviz. And the last level I just discussed was the company website and what they are pitching to their shareholders and getting people excited about this investment opportunity. And the last is recommendation. So to me, I look at this as a very safe play. It's got plenty of room for growth. Right now, it's just just um, above like a small cap company because their trade their market cap is uh, three billion, which means they've got a lot of room for growth in the future and keep expanding on what they've done over the past four years, which has been very impressive. So I would definitely say that this, um, you know, my opinion, this is a buy. This is something you could add to your portfolio, make it um, a key piece of your portfolio as far as the dividend reinvestment strategy. That was a computer share once again, and that's just a buy. And um, if I look at what the minimum base um, investment is, looks like they have a cap that <clears throat> excuse me initial investment has to be at least a thousand dollars and then from there you can scale down to fifty dollars so if that number is too big for you let we'll look at another um, few investments over the next few weeks maybe we'll find something that's um, a little bit easier to get into less upfront capital but um, something that i'm going to look at for my portfolio and see if that's something that I'm going to grow into a larger position within my overall portfolio. As we keep reviewing these, maybe after six to ten weeks, we'll look at all the stocks that we positioned and say, are these all still a buy-sell? Are they all um, the same thing that we thought they were? So that way we're continuing to take a look at the population of uh, portfolio investments we've looked at so far. So that's it for this week. Um, we talked about Doc, the stock that for the week, and... Next week, we're going to be reviewing a different position. Again, sorry, I'll get this, out, this podcast out early because I'm traveling this week. And I hope you guys all have a great rest of your week. And happy Memorial Day to uh, all the families and veterans out there. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.